0: This podcast is a member of WGPRN, Wild Games Productions.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Darkling Podcast, episode number nine. The Darkling Podcast is Darker Day's sister show, a short podcast focusing on content submitted by our listeners and other material of special interest. I am Mark, your host for the evening. Vince can't be with us today, unfortunately, because he is engaged in a top-secret mission for the US government investigating the viability of transferring the global population to undersea biodomes in the event of catastrophic flooding. So we wish him good luck with that. Tonight, uh, we're back in the world of darkness, where listener and forum regular Lost Heretic presents a special feature on Vampire the Eternal Struggle. Now, as Lost Heretic explains, Vampire the Eternal Struggle is a collectible card game for Vampire the Masquerade. It was designed by Richard Garfield, the guy behind Magic the Gathering, and was originally released by Wizards of the Coast, but uh, White Wolf took over the reins about two years into his lifespan. And with expansion sets still in production, Vampire the Eternal Struggle is one of the oldest and longest-running collectible card games. And it's also the only place that White Wolf are really supporting the old World of Darkness. So it's definitely something of interest to our listeners. Lost Heretic gives an overview of how the game works, for those who never played, but he doesn't stop there. He goes on to share how elements of Vampire the Eternal Struggle gameplay can inspire tabletop games and provide ideas for long-running World of Darkness chronicles. So... I'll get out of your way and let Lost Heretic take over. Sit back, enjoy, and immerse yourself in
1: the Eternal Struggle. Hey, good evening guys. This is Lost Heretic from the GPRN forums. This Darkling podcast is about two months in the making, so let's just jump right into it. I'm going to be discussing Vampire the Eternal Struggle, which is the collectible card game that was made for Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, It was originally released and it was called Jihad, was put out by Wizards of the Coast back in 1994, it was actually designed by Richard Garfield, who had previously designed Magic the Gathering, which really began the whole collectible card game genre. Now, Vitesse is a multiplayer collectible card game. It's really the first of its kind, and it's best played with three to six players. Uh, You win by ousting your prey to get points, and your prey is whichever player is to your left. So if Bob is to your left and you oust him and then Bill is the next guy to your left, you're going to try to oust him then to get more points. Now you oust players by depleting their pool. And your pool is a finite number of counters used to play cards and you k- keep track of your life and resources. When you first take a look at the game, you're going to see that there's two decks. There's the library deck, which has green backings, and there's also the crypt deck, which has amber backings. So the library deck is a big deck with master cards, action cards, and various equipment. And that's pretty much the lifeblood of your hand. The crypt deck is what has all your vampires. You need to have at least 12 of them. When you start the game, players each have four face-down vampires, and they need to play pool to bring those into play. And they also have seven library cards. And one of the really cool elements to Vampire the Eternal Struggle is that when you play a card from your hand, you immediately draw to replace it which helps you cycle cards quickly. Now, gameplay is pretty interesting. Uh, each player represents a Methuselah, and typically they can only make one action per turn, and they do that by playing a Master Card. Everything else has to be done by vampires. Now, each vampire typically only receives one action per turn, so you want a lot of them. And the thing is, you have to pay pool, which is your lifeblood of the game, to bring out each vampire into play. Since each player only has 30 pool to start, if you have a deck that relies on big vampires, who maybe cost 10 each to bring out, you're only going to have a couple of them, which means you only have a couple actions. However, they're going to be really strong. Likewise, if you have a lot of small, weenie vampires, they're going to be pretty fragile, but you're going to have a lot of them, which means you have a lot of actions. And there's a very interesting balance between that. Uh, vampires themselves only have a few uh, basic actions, They can, for example, hunt for blood, they can equip various cards, they can also call political votes, or bleed your prey, and bleeding depletes one pool for each successful bleed. Now, action cards from your hand, which you get from your library, can give you other possibilities. That's why you need to keep drawing and cycling cards. Combat between vampires typically only occurs when a vampire is successfully blocked, and it's pretty complicated, I'm not going to go into it. But uh, it's very interesting, it actually very effectively mirrors the old Ward of Darkness combat system. So from all this, you can kind of tell that there's a lot of different deck-building possibilities. Uh, There's three main types of decks. There's Political, Bleed, and Combat. Political relies on damaging your points by playing vote cards and using either superior voting power, which means you have a lot of princes and primogens to give you votes in the arena, or you can also try to influence other players to help you out. And that's pretty dangerous, but it can also be very, very rewarding. Uh, Now, a bleed deck is just about directly damaging your opponent. Uh, Usually you contain cards that help increase your bleeds so that they do more damage. There's also combat decks, which tend to cripple opponents and try to control the table by getting rid of their vampires. Now, when you're building a deck, usually you pick just one clan, and that way you have all the different matching disciplines. But uh, other times, people will just pick one or two disciplines to build their decks around. There's other ways to build decks, uh, but those are typically more advanced things. Now, a few sample decks are, uh, for example, Malkavians, which are a bleed deck. They use Obfuscate to be stealthy, and also Dementation to increase the bleeds. Uh, Another example is the Ventru. They like to have political decks, They use Presence to help increase their votes, and also Fortitude to make them more resilient so that they can uh, withstand damage if they're attacked or blocked. There's also the uh, Bruja decks, which uh, are normally combat decks using celerity and potence for damaging your opponents, and uh, they also like to use Presence to uh, increase their bleeds in case they need to do that. the final deck I'm going to mention is uh, a Setite deck. Now, these guys use Presence and Obfuscate for bleeding. That, that increases their bleeds and makes them stealthy. And they can also use Serpentis to corrupt and gain control of opposing vampires, which is pretty cool. Now, you're probably wondering why uh, you role players should be interested in this collectible card game. Well, Vampire the Eternal Struggle actually has a lot of different storytelling opportunities. You're just going to have to look pretty closely at the cards in different situations to get ideas. So, here's one of my personal war stories. I had this one lonely little caitiff who uh, actually took out a gargoyle that he blocked with his own bare hands. And I also played a card to prevent all damage done to my caitiff. So, basically took out this uh, gargoyle without even getting a scratch. Now, next turn, one of my opponents played Fame on my caitiff... And we kind of laughed about how he'd become the talk of the town since he took out a gargoyle, which is pretty impressive for a caitiff. Uh, as a result, though, I had to use all my different resources and powerful vampires to try to defend him, or else I would have taken damage if he went into torpor because of the fame card. And this can give you an interesting idea for a game. Uh, so, your player characters might hear about how in this one city there's this you know pretty pretty novice caitiff. And the prince and the sheriff of the city are defending him, and you don't really know what's going on, but they might find out later that there's a Methuselah who's orchestrating this entire situation. Uh, the basic premise of uh, Methuselah against Methuselah its actually pretty prevalent in 1st uh, Edition Vampire, and you get some great ideas for this if you just take a look at some of the Master Cards that exist for the game. And one setting where you might use this is actually Chicago by Night, which has... I think, like five source books for it. And in the background of that, there actually are Methuselahs who are warring against each other and uh, kind of influencing some of the events that are going on. And you can get some great ideas for that just from Vtess. So, thank you guys very much for listening about Vtess. Uh, it's a great game. I've only been playing it for about two months. I got started with the Boston Vtess group. They play up in Somerville at Year Move Games every Monday night. So I definitely check them out. Just search on Google Boston Vtess and you'll find them. All right, thank you very much for listening, and good night.
0: All right, thank you there, Lost Heretic. Thanks for taking the time to put together a top-notch feature there. Good stuff. Some great material and advice. And if you get a chance to check out VTES, either buying a set or jumping into a game at your local game store, do take the time. It's well worth it. It was really cool there to hear some of Lost Heretic's thoughts on turning ideas from the card game into plot elements for a tabletop or even a LARP game. I used to play Vitesse way back in the day when it still Jihad, got a complete set of the starter run and the first couple of expansions somewhere, and it consumed many enjoyable weekends uh, and evenings, uh, vacations, Um, anyway you get the picture, massive five and seven player games were the norm for us back then, and the game easily supported it, robust strongly put together, well balanced. We often use concepts and ideas in our tabletop World of Darkness games, um, so the cross-pollination there is natural and fluid. One thing we did, though, was to get the inspiration flowing in the opposite direction. One particularly artistic player in our group made VTES cards based on characters in our vampire games. So he put them together in Photoshop. These days you can find programs on the net that allow you to build cards like this. So that's something worth trying. With a bit of work, you could build decks inspired by your own games and run VTES games alongside the regular tabletop game, with the characters appearing in both and having events in one influence the other directly. Worth a look if you uh, have the inclination and the time. Right, that's all from me for this evening. Thanks again to Lost Heretic. And if uh, you have a darkling that you want us to play on the air, drop us a line at Radio at gmail.com. Uh, you can also stop by our forums at wildgamesproductions.com, visit us at facebook.com slash Radio, or follow us on Twitter through Alucard D20. Next up from the Darker Days team will be Darker Days Radio episode number 20, our first anniversary special. You really don't want to miss this one. Vince and me will be joined by a whole host of guests for an evening of white, wolfy goodness. So see you there. Good night, everyone. This is Mark, signing off. TTFN.